This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the Wombs Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch. Uh, I am back from my trip to Germany uh, and I'm back on the pod. Uh, Mr. Debrief, thanks to Jack Maltney for covering that on Sunday. Uh, I've listened to three quarters of it. Uh, yeah, really good. So thanks to Jack for covering that. Uh, I'm back with Danny Baker, the one and only. How are we, Danny? You all right? I'm absolutely marvellous, mate. Guten Tag, should I say. How was it out there? Amazing? Out this world, mate. Amazing. Yeah, brilliant. Went to so five on, games. Run us through where you, where, where you, the route. What did you do? So we stayed in Dusseldorf. So okay. I stayed in Dusseldorf. Really good for beers and stuff. Really good the, for the Dorf. Yeah, it's right next to Cologne. And that area of football is unbelievable. Like, it's very similar to London. As the fact You were saying it's a hotbed, wasn't it? It's like a proper hotbed of football there. Yeah, massive. Even down to like your lower league level. Like There's a couple of teams who play in literally Conference South level who have 20,000 all-seat stadiums or big stadiums Jeez. and terraces. They're all and the, everyone who lives in that community, who lives in that town, support that club. So you don't find uh, Cologne shirts in Dusseldorf. It's Dusseldorf. You, they support Fortuna. Wow. So you literally, it's like it's quite tribal. Like if you live in Cologne, yeah. you're a Cologne fan. You don't so support Bayern. You support a, the team that you're in. There's a team called Bochum. They're a small team. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. At twenty-two five, they're in the Bundesliga. They're struggling. They yeah. lost five on the weekend. Everyone who lives in Bochum supports Bochum. We went to see a team called uh, Duisburg, the Zebras. I've spoken yeah. about them before. Go on, the Zebras. Uh, yeah, everyone that lives in Duisburg comes out. How do they, they get on? Uh, they drew one all, but we left half-time because it was so boring and we wanted to get up to Dortmund. And Dortmund was just unbelievable. What an experience. Like, that is, if, if you've not been to Borussia Dortmund, get yourself out there. It is possibly the best experience I've ever had at a football match. How, how big is... How big is the Signal Iduna? Where it's it was 82,000 inside it. Sheesh. 
the funniest thing about it is one of the worst train journeys I've ever experienced in my life. It was, you know, the Japanese trains that where you, yeah, you see them on TV. They're, they're, no, but they're pushing people on. You know where I didn't oh, think right. that. I, me, we would literally, st- I, I didn't even have to hold on because there was that many people on this train. They just stuck you on and said, well, it's up to you. And what's the, um, what's the away attendances like, Lee? Like, is it, is it kind of similar to, I went, when I went to Spain, I went to watch the Madrid derby and literally, and I went to watch Barcelona, you almost get no away fans. Is nah, that quite everyone. a good representation of away well, they fans had, there? They had Eintracht Frankfurt, who can be a bit nasty. And also okay. their, their colours are black and white. So everyone's That's wearing right, black. They the red badge, red, yeah. Yeah, the red, red eagle. Proper thing, German eagle badge and everything. So, but they were good as good. They, they didn't see any trouble before the game. We had to walk straight through them. Uh, everyone travelled. Like, we went to Bruce and Richard Gladbach on the Sunday. They had Union Berlin. Union Berlin, again, a small club, punching well above their weight this year. Uh, Reese, who's a Wimbledon fan, was out there supporting Union. Uh, bumped into him on the way home, uh, and he he they had two and a half thousand, which you think for I think we looked at it across the road. It was five and a half hours on road, and on train it was six and a half hour journey. So on a Sunday, that's a great on effort. a Sunday at half seven at night. Yeah, so it weren't too bad. But if you've not been to Borussia Dortmund, get we were in a place called Section sixty three, which is a little terrace. It's kind of like okay. a family section, so it kind of gets the kids if they want to. They get like a one ball going around with the bin. I, mate, I don't. I was really half cut by the time I got into Dortmund. Oh, okay. Seeing Jude, seeing Jude Bellingham score as well down our end, uh, he turned the guy and banged it in the corner, celebrated right in front of us. The funniest thing is, we just come back with a load of beers, and literally beers were going everywhere. But we saved our, our five, so it was quite good. But yeah, just and the people are just so friendly. We were standing next to all these people. They said, "Oh, where are you from?" We said, "England." Usport, Wimbledon. They knew Wimbledon were. Do you know what I mean? And they're just so thankful we were there to go watch Dortmund. And the, the yellow wall just looks amazing. We went to yeah. a couple of other lower league teams. I went to watch a, a, a youth game, uh, Cologne versus Dusseldorf uh, youth game, because it was at a half-decent stadium. And we went to watch a non-league game, which is hilarious, because my mates love the stadium. But we got there, and the, the, they had no linesmen. So the linesmen <laughs> had to be from either side. And it was we, we left at one all, and one That's of the goals... One of the goals was miles offside, but the young liner with uh, jeans on didn't move. And then the oh ref said, well, how am I meant Lord. to call it then if your linesman don't move? So that is, it's literally Sunday league. Knows. It was Sunday league, but it was in a nice town right near uh, Gladbach where we needed to be. Uh, the stand was all right. I say nice, granted, it was one stand. Uh, it was cheap beer and the town, they had uh, some, some event going on. So that was quite good. Loads of food. And Amazing. Stuff. Oh, well done. Sounded like a really good trip there. I highly recommend going to watch football abroad. You'll spend less money on watching Wimbledon play heart the poor way and you'll have a better time. That I think that's I think that's the scary thing. And obviously Dortmund comes up a lot in the conversations. They're fan owned or they're they're the fifteen fifty one forty nine, aren't they? They're what? Sorry? Dortmund, aren't Dortmund the fan owned team? Or aren't they fifty one forty nine? Pretty much all the clubs out there except for Leipzig are fifty one forty nine. Okay. So just that's in, why like German teams those... struggle in Europe and they struggle to get, they have to keep going by selling, say, Haaland's and Jude Bellingham's and stuff like that. And if you don't have that kind of, that, that, then players coming through or that prestige like Dortmund do to sign yeah, yeah, yeah. a Jude Bellingham, then yeah, they struggle a little bit. So you'll see like some of the teams like Dynamo Dresden who play in free league, they get 25,000 at home. Like the yeah. other day, they they pyroed it up and everything, and that's what. We so would... why is it though, Lee? Why is there why is there a lack of owners? Like, I mean, obviously the Premier League is. Is it you'd you'd have thought that the the Bundesliga would be in a position where 
there'll be more that more people would want to invest but is it just a case of the, the german public are like no this is what we we are a club that supports you know the local community and that's it or is it just a lack of interest i don't know well the german football out there as well is there's no pubs or anything around that you go to before the game there's a few bars okay. and stuff, but most people headed to dortmund two two hours before the game to, into the ground so people are inside the ground two hours two and a half hours before the game oh wow they're drinking inside the ground they're eating inside the ground they spend all their money, but it's reasonably priced. It's not overly priced. Uh, there's so loads kind of, of a little bit like a tailgate. Yeah, there's loads. Like Bruce and Mitch and Gladbach had a massive tailgate, tailgate in their like car in America, park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had five or six burger vans, a uh, big bar, loads of tables outside. It was pissing down, though, which was a bit annoying. So it's kind of almost you're going for the day, not for the game. Which and is also what, you... actually, we, what we've been trying to do, isn't it? We've been trying to yeah. make the pub and you go for the day, you don't go for the game. Uh, but the ultras run... The fan side of the game. So before Bruce and Mitch and Gladbach, the yellow wall, we didn't see any pyros or smoke, but the uh, Bruce and Mitch and Gladbach, I posted it on my socials. They had loads of smoke bombs. I mean, like this covered the whole pitch for half, literally first 15 minutes of the game. It looked unbelievable. You can't okay. get away with that in England nowadays, but out there, the ultras control it. But as I was saying to Reese, who, who was watch Union, the ultras will support their team first minute to last minute. No matter what's happening, you could be getting beat 6 0. The ultras are still going, the songs are still going. The end of the game, the players have to come over to the support where the ultras are and they have to stand there and they have to either take the cheers because you just won and they join in the singing and dancing. Again, watch uh, the end of Dortmund the other day where all the Dortmund boys are right in front of the yellow wall, bouncing up and down. If you've just been beaten and your team is struggling that year, the ultras will tell you that it's not good enough. And they'll have a wow. full-on conversation with the captain. God, can, could you imagine? Can you imagine Wimbledon ultras? Like, could you imagine like how? I mean, we'll, we'll come on to Swindon pretty much shortly, but yeah, could you imagine that? Like after the season that we've been through, if the, I mean, to give you some context, um, we'll kind of navigate. I think on Saturday was the loudest I've ever heard a Wimbledon game calling for a manager. Genuinely, I've never heard the ground so loud and it was 4-1 and then Pierre got sent off they scored the penalty and the crowd erupted with noise of we want Jackson out I honestly I looked around and I hate I can't stand it when they shout we want the manager out I've never known it louder it was the loudest but thing of the day by a mile we've been very patient before though haven't we Danny and, and that's what I mean this is the only thing I've said about Germany and England, Wimbledon, is that the fact that we do support our team most of the time. Most of our yep. ramblings are all online, social media. Do you know what I mean? You're not allowed an opinion on social media at the moment because it's it's wrong or it's right. Do you know what I mean? Is yeah. You say one thing and then someone will come in. Even if you don't at that person in it or you don't at the player in it, you'll get people saying you're wrong. But I think I, I, I kind of agree with the German way. You support your team until the end. And then if they've been playing shit or they've been rubbish and the manager needs to you go... Can tell They'll, they'll tell them face to face, and I, I, I yeah. prefer that. And I'd like to, I'd, I'd love to do that. To be fair, but you're not allowed to. And it was beer well, on terraces. It was brilliant, mate. It was just, yeah, it was, it was a good time, really. Loved well, Saturday it. was was challenging in a number of a number of ways. Um, obviously, well, bizarrely, I actually put a pat. I don't really bet very big, but I always, I just thought, you know what? I fancy one of the centre backs to score, so I put a pound on on Pierre and a pound on Nightingale. Pierre scored the header, which is a good header. And then from that moment, we just completely... It's almost like the minute we get one bit of bad news or one bit of, of the game that doesn't quite go to plan, 
we totally fell apart. And they got the penalty, which was in front of us, and it was a little bit dubious, to be honest with you. And from that moment on, we totally folded like like a pack of cards. It was horrendous. And like I said, they scored the penalty. Villa loses his man. Guy scores. Have you have you seen the Zanev cock up yet? I've not seen any of it, mate. Really, to be fair, I don't. The Zanev, the Zanev mistake, in terms of the way that he gave the ball away, is, in my opinion, the only reason why Jackson can have a job. Honestly, the ball comes back to him, and all Zanev's got to do is whack it long, just get rid of it. He decides to do it again. It's very similar to Harry Maguire against Seville. Zanev tries to pass the ball. And he passes it literally straight to the centre forward, Jeff Cott, who's 25 yards out. He takes a couple of touches. He's one on one. No one's, no one, no, there's not a woman player anywhere near him. And he rolls it in the corner. And literally, the whole crowd were just like, here we go again. Like, this See, is where, this is us again. And it was just before the game, me and my dad were talking. We were like, if Johnny Jackson genuinely goes to this game and says, we're going to play... I mean, there's no point playing Biller. We've got three games left. There was no point playing him. He should have kept put Pell on the beach and he should have gone, OK, these next three games, we're either going to play players who are possibly out of contract or we're going to pick younger players. But because we haven't won any games and we've been poor, he's un, he has to act in a way that's not, in my opinion, in the best interest of the club. He picks loads of players who look knackered or not interested. And we were just... It, it, it was... I don't think it was, it wasn't poor. It was just like, it was almost humiliating, really. Just watching us play. Bear in mind, Swindon hadn't won away in ages. Yeah, We absolutely had our pants pulled down. And I've had my pants pulled down a lot this week. I've got a dodgy testicle. So I've been off work most of the week. I'm stuck in bed now. And I feel exactly like Wimbledon had our pants pulled down all week. It has been, the, the game was, and like I said, the Zanev mistake was so poor. It, I can't even describe how poor it was. And by the time it went to 4-1, the crowd had had enough and everyone was baying for blood. And then by the time it went to 5, I also, by the way, can't remember the last time we conceded 5 at home. Yeah, it seems like to me it was a bit of a balls up. Uh, because the whole It's been a testy was... time. It's been yeah. a testy time. Uh, but... Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, the, Lee Brown played non-existent. Biller probably his poorest game. He's mad positionally against, all Steven, over the place. against Stevenage, I thought Lee Brown was very good. I don't think he's up to anything at all. Nightingale and um, Pierre. Pierre, I think, will be a good signing next year if he gets fit. If he get, if if he gets fit, I would keep him. But obviously, he he made the best save of the day to be honest with you because I'd have barely made one. Um, so he got sent off, um, and then he had Nightingale. Woodyard is a mess at the minute. From from start to finish, watching Alex Woodyard play was just. I don't. I don't even know what he's doing. I don't even know what he's doing. I don't know how what he's trying to do. His leadership skills are pathetic. I think, if I'm honest with you, no one looks interested to play with him at all. Um, and again, Jaya Simi overweight lacked any quality at all. Chislett played in the middle with um, McAteer, who ran around, they put effort in, just had nothing to offer. 
Pearson came off at half time for Pell. Don't really know why he wasn't really into it. Hamadi run his he absolutely run his socks off that boy as usual. Um, but I don't. I just I didn't really understand the logic of bringing Pell back. I thought we'd be better off planning for next year and keeping him away from the team and getting him fit and ready to go. So I don't quite understand it. I, I agree with your point there regarding that. And the problem he's got now, or the problem he had, uh, Jackson, is that he's brought these players back in and we've been spanked. Do you yep. know what I mean? Which, for me, makes it look worse. If he had t- said, look, they're going to be rested for next season, we're now, do you know what I mean, building for next season. Do you know what I mean? I think he brought them in and then we get spanked 5-1. Like I was, I said, I was away and my mates were going, oh, you're getting beat 5-1. Did you expect that? And it's like, yeah. But the, the thing is, this is the problem where managers, where managers don't do what the club needs you to do. At that moment, we're safe. The best thing that he can do is blood two or three young players for two or three games. We're playing rubbish anyway. So what is the point in bringing Villa back, possibly early, for three games? What is the point in bringing Davison back for two games? What is the po- There is no point. You'll be better off to go, okay, do you know what? Bartley, we're going to give you three games. Give us everything you've got. We'll play the young lad in the middle, Bendel, right in you come. Go and play some football. It's the end of the season. We've got nothing to lose. Had he done that, the fans would at least go, okay, I understand what you're doing. You're trying to give the youngsters a go. We'll play a few. Yeah, you. if you want to play Woodyard with Bendel, fine. If you want to play one centre back with someone else, fine. But to pick... Like, a Gondi, he should have played right back. Just don't worry about Billa. Billa, we know you're the number one right back next year. I don't want you getting injured now. It just, we as a club. But the problem is, because the manager's not winning and he has to protect his job, he's got to find some results. So he, then he picks the team that he almost feels like we've got to win this game of football, when actually we just need to play, we just need some of our players to play. See, and again, we've got the young lad who did all right. I know he, we might have struggled against Salford potentially, but we, we're in a position where we we have got to play we can't keep playing the players that we've had and they're getting injured. We had an opportunity to play some younger guys and now we've played relatively the best team we've got available and we've been spanked. And now what? Now where do you go? Well, I read something the other day with guys who Richie Wellens who went in at Orient last year and they were sitting yeah. 20th when he went in. And he said that he had to start winning games of football to get the momentum going for next year. And this is my worry now for this year is that we didn't go into any momentum from last year. We're not going from any momentum this year. Do you know what I mean? I can't see us beating Tramie or Grimsby at the moment. And we're going... No. Do you know what I mean? And he's going to now be chasing results in the next two games to try and get a little bit of momentum with players but, that might but, not be fully the, fit. The, but it's dead. Even if we won two games, what fucking... What, forgive my language. What what momentum is there to get? What, so we won, we won two games of football at the end of the season when it didn't matter against teams who didn't care. There's no momentum to gain. The only momentum you can gain is from individuals. Forget the team. Forget the who won. In the last, I don't know, I'm sure you know the stat. In the last two seasons, after January, this year and last year, we've won a total of two football matches in 49 games. I think it is now two. Like, forget momentum. <laughs> we didn't. Need, we don't need momentum for next year. Now we need to work out what players we want to keep and how we're going to go about our business. Well, and I, so I'm biting my, like I'm biting my yeah. tongue a little bit, Dan, because obviously we're going to discuss the club statement and. Johnny Jackson's uh, job in a minute. But yeah, I just, as I said, I, I didn't watch any of the Swindon game. I've not watched any of the highlights because there probably ain't many other than Pierre's goal. 
uh, yeah, I just one a few of my mates. I said, "What was the atmosphere like at the end?" And they said it was probably the worst they've seen. I've never believed it was. But as a lot bad, of people uh, just left and said it. They just it's expected now, and this is what worries me about the club going forward is that we have got to that point now where it's if we go into the next ten games next year and we're not winning, it's just like, well, yeah, we've got Johnny Jackson in charge. That's that's what happens. I I, I still don't get how after Saturday you lose five one and you still keep your job. I don't. I just don't get it with that. Do you know what I mean? I, I, well, we, we're going to come to that now, so I'll, I'll wait for that bit. But it was it was a disappointing game against a team who were very very low on confidence. Yep. They, in my opinion, as a club, they should be doing better than what they are. Swindon, they should be around the playoffs, and they had a couple of decent players. I think Jeff got up front. I'd have loved to have had him. He's big. He's strong. They got Williams. I would say he's quick. They got little Johnny Williams. They were poles apart from us. They weren't. I wouldn't say. Particularly, but weren't brilliant, and we had flashes of okayness. But we are crying out for someone to grab our team by the knackers and take us forward. <laughs> and we are desperate for a leader, someone to 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 lead our football team we... and a club, a captain. And we haven't had one, in my opinion, a proper captain who's vocal. The only person I think you could possibly do Harry it Pell. is what we've got is Harry Pell. He's the only one who I feel like would galvanise the group. Everyone yeah, else, I don't see it. I was going to say, Captain Fantastic isn't on it, is he really? I just want to clarify as well something that was uh, apparently I uh, threatened I threatened uh, Alex Woodjive, which ain't the case. I was in Germany, so I don't know how I'm threatening him from Germany. Uh, he, one of my mates sent a tweet out regarding him. Apparently he got his number, rang him. I said, delete the tweet. I've not seen the tweet. I don't know how bad it was or what was said. But yeah, he Alex Woodyard rang him and, and said, delete the tweet. Uh, so that's why I found out about Alex Woodyard ringing my mate. I, I said, my mate could have sent a really bad tweet. And then, yeah, but I, I don't know what's going on. So I just sent a message out saying, Alex, drunk in Germany saying, Alex Woodyard's a cunt. If he wants to ring me and discuss it, then DM me. I'm happy to speak to Alex Woodyard any day of the week without threatening anyone and just to discuss the reason why Wimbledon fans are so fed up this year. Like after Saturday's result, we we could finish at least, I think, what is it, 21st in this level? We could finish third from bottom and people are just saying, it's okay, we're going to be okay next year. That's all I keep hearing. And it's doing my nothing that people are just so blasé with the fact that we, we, are, yeah. we just got relegated last year and we are one place away from going into the National League and we got a captain there who does fuck all most weeks and you can't say boo to a goose with him because he gets upset or, or our fans get upset by it. As I said, I'm happy to chat to him and tell him the reasons why I think this season and last season under his captaincy has not been good enough. Do you know what I mean? And, well, and there's, there's no, there no unfortunately, we're like, grab him or anything like that because he'd probably batter me. But And unfortunately, when you, when you look at our infographic that we've done, which, by the way, was stunning, Joe it just shows you the moment that Woodjar comes in the team, our performances have died. Yep, since Harry Pell got injured as well. It, it's, it, Harry Pell comes out, Woodyard comes in, and our our play has deteriorated. And like I said, I'm not just blaming blaming Woodyard, far from it. And I think on his day, I think he's just, he, is a, he is a very, very good player in our team, and I think he's a very, very good player in the league. But unfortunately, I haven't genuinely haven't seen him have what I would call a really good game in months. And we had the same problem sort of last year. He He just kind of drifts around now, doesn't necessarily use the ball well enough. He's, he's a yard off, but the way that he, the, what he projects to the team and projects to the club, it just, it looks terrible. 
Um, I, I, I thought after maybe the penalty, we need to change after, the scenery. Maybe we do. I don't know. But after after Nathan Broom saves that penalty against Salford, and he's just standing there screaming at people, not making any sense at all. It's just screaming, screaming at Will. Do you know what I mean? And then we can see two goals after, and he slips on his bum. I just yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's not captain material for me. And he, he's been an awful captain the last two years. We finished bottom, and we could finish third from bottom this year. And I just I look at our fans and stuff and think, where have where have we gone as fans that we're that low now that we just go we're yeah, accepting fine. That yeah, accepting accepting that level Where's of, the level of performance yeah yeah and it's just it, it, and even people were clapping apparently on Saturday I heard and people were going you can't sing Johnny Jackson out do you know what I mean what 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 happens that we should just say yep that's fine and you know, I just well, well, we're going to come to it but I, 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 but to, to finish I'm not I'm not at all a fan of the we want Jackson out I've never really I don't remember ever calling for a manager. And doing it, it doesn't sit well with me at all. But it was understandable, and those who want to do that, that's up to them. But the reality of it is, I feel like, in fact, do you know what? I'm going to wait. I'll sit on that, and I'll um, if, we'll talk if about I, it in the if I was at the game on Saturday, I would have been singing that way before the the five one goal goes in. There, because there, was, you there was you can't have the season or the last the, the the form that we've been on since the new year, and then lose five one at home to Swindon, who have been on dire form themselves. Do you know I mean this yeah. is when you're you're telling us we've got players coming back and all that, and that it's going to be different, uh, and the players are, do you know what I mean are going to be here next season and all that spill that they do, and we lose five one at home to Swindon. It was that's embarrassing to me. And as I said, yeah, I was embarrassed being away and my mates were all laughing. And but you know what I mean, you get used to it now as a Wimbledon fan, unfortunately. So, right, should we move on? And when we come back, Let's we'll discuss on, we'll discuss the club statement uh, and Johnny Jackson's job. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back and we're going to be discussing the club statement that went out uh, after the when was it Sunday or Monday was it? I think it was Monday, wasn't it? I think it came out. I'm not sure when it when it came it out, but Monday. it's definitely been out. But the club statement came out uh, regarding twenty fourth of April. Yeah, when was that? I think that was Monday. Yep, that's right. It was Monday. Yep. Uh, yeah, so club statement went out regarding Johnny Jackson. His job, obviously, he's here. I believe next till next season. I I, well, I thought that anyway, but yeah, after five one, I think he should have gone. Uh, what did you make of the statement, Daniel? I've read quite a few things about it. What did you make of it? Um, a little bit deflating, if I'm honest. Um, and a little bit confusing because. The Robbo and the Johnny Jackson situation. Okay, let me be let me be blunt. I would have much rather have Robinson in charge now than Johnny Jackson. I think Robinson is a much better suited manager to our football club now than Johnny Jackson would be. And if we were if if we were in a relegation dogfight, Johnny Jackson goes. So there's no argument around that. I'm disappointed because of the of of how they've tried to defend him and I have in many ways in terms of players leaving but when you break down some of the stuff and what they've said a lot of what we've been told they've kind of backtracked on and I find that really frustrating so as example the fact around the budget really 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 annoyed me on the fact of they said it very very clearly at the start of the year when all the season tickets were bought, we have got a competitive budget. And we spoke on this exact podcast, what does competitive mean? Are we talking about competitive for the top? Are we talking about competitive to stay up? 
And everyone was like, well, it should be a playoff budget. And then people started going, well, actually, that depends on this, that, and the other. To read now that our budget was 17th in the league is a complete disgrace. 17th in the league, having told us that we had a competitive budget, for me, is unacceptable, considering that we've just sold a player for a million pounds a year before, plus the sale money. It, it baffled me. There we go. I was baffled. I, I, I thought the statement was just full of excuses. So made excuses. I think one one excuse that they possibly could use is the injuries. We we have suffered really badly with injuries. Yep, which I agree. It's fine. But then you hear that what goes on at the club and what's going on behind the scenes. Craig Hope's having to sort out a hell of a lot. Uh, I understand that we don't even have a canteen at our training facilities and we're having to eat uh, our meals in a local pub to get the boys. We don't even show new players around the training ground anymore. We take them straight to Plough Lane because our training facilities well, are substandard. Which I but even and that's when I that's when I feel sorry for Johnny Jackson. What I don't feel sorry for Johnny Jackson for though is he's the one that makes the subs. He's the one that overplayed some of these players. Jermaine Amani Little's now injured because we knew he'd broken down on a Thursday, but we still played him with Stevenage, even though Marshall's on the bench. That's on Johnny Jackson. I thought the same with you. The statement was ridiculous regarding the budget. I don't think the budget chat needed to even be in there. I think it just riled people up even more once they put that we were seventeenth. Uh, and I know people keep saying about the competitive budget is, do you know what I mean, I think that was kind of a little bit misjudged. You know what I mean? We're getting some stick from some of the stuff that we've just tweeted out. But yeah, I think some people, you know what I mean? Competitive budget for me was, and the way Johnny Jackson and the club were talking was we were going to uh, look for immediately bounce back and look for playoffs. Well, that you ain't looking at that on a 17th budget. And this is one of the reasons why I don't think Johnny Jackson's been sacked yet is that he was performing above what he, what the budget table said. So you can't sack someone if we're 13th in the league and he's turning around going, well, my budget's 17th. And, you know I mean? and ultimately, yeah, of course. And the problem is now, I mean, not be funny, Lee, you've, they've, they've, put, they've stuck them, them, their flag on Johnny Jackson, right? Yep. And if you look at it from a perspective or in terms of, they've literally stuck the entirety of our... Okay, so there, there's obviously very... There are the injuries no one can argue about. We've made lots of individual errors, which again you cannot blame the manager for, and I'm never going to. But the problem is, th they've highlighted we had a 10-game unbeaten slot where we drew for, I think, three of them nil-nil. We only played, we only beat, I think, Leighton Orient at the top. The rest were all around us. So the 10-game the unbeaten in the league was was a, was a good run. No one's going to argue that. And, we, and like I said, we've lost key players at key times. But again, the replacement of players has been poor. The recruitment, Jai Simi, poor. Janna, poor. Pearson, barely played. Al Hamadi, superb. So he's got one right, in my opinion. The rest of it, Pierre, as average as it gets. He hasn't, he hasn't done enough things to look at it to go, this is the man we want to take us forward. And the problem is, we're not going to know unless we back him. But now you backed him, you can't get rid of him three games in next year. And the problem I'm having here, which is, immense amount of work that's been going on to prepare for next season. We haven't wanted to share those plans. Of course you haven't. The football strategy has been drawn up. So what they've done is they put everything into to Johnny Jackson and said, as he said, um, I've been instrumental in how those plans are taken shape. Their input ideas and advice have been crucial. Great. Danny McLean, etc. Our job is to equip Johnny and his team with the tools they need to succeed. We are doing everything we can and we have a real sense of optimism. 
Okay, great. Quite, this is the bit that's frustrating me. Quite frankly, disrupting those carefully laid plans now would be ruinous and put us straight back to square one. We're there anyway. We're 21st in the league. We, we can't be anywhere but square one. Instead of being on the front foot, which we are, how do we know? How do we, how do we know that you're on the front foot? And again, we speak about it a lot. And we're talking about stuff like attendances coming up. I, I, I'm really sorry to everybody at the club. I just don't trust a single word that they're saying. I don't buy the fact that we're going to be competitive budget-wise. I'm not buying the fact that we're we're ahead yeah. of the game and all of these players. Who is going to want to come to Wimbledon? We're 21st in League Two. Who is going to want to come to us with a crap budget and we're crap in the league and we've realistically got a relatively average manager? I, it doesn't matter how good these players are. The director of football's coming in. The football strategy. Why have we? Why have we not got a football strategy now? So what I, the hell is going on? What gets me right, and I, I, I'm kind of <laughs> excited for next year because of what I hear. And Craig Cope apparently behind the scenes is we've got apparently we're going to have six or seven already players already pre-agreements already done. We've, we're going to have a lot of players I think come out the door. Even players on contracts are going to be gone. I don't know if that means we're going to be paying them off or we're going to be ripping up their contracts mutual. But I've heard a lot of players are going to be gone. And a lot of the dead wood. My worry about it is, and and my, I think Mick Dor scores on the door said it's very brave of the ball to go this way because if it doesn't it work, massive. but if it doesn't work for Johnny Jackson, that means also it, do, it hasn't worked for the board. And someone, if Johnny Jackson's a failure, the whole lot have got to go. Yeah, someone it's has to go from the PLC ball now. You've popped this yeah. up. So I, 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 I admire it from that point of view is the fact that they're now stuck their necks on the line, which is the first time they've done it for ages, gone right. Now, this is our man. If it doesn't work now, next season, we have to, we're, say, near bottom of League Two come 10 games in, then, yeah, someone from the PLC board has to go. My worry is, and, and we've not spoke to Craig Coke, which we're hoping to do, uh, is that we're now relying and, and gambling on Craig coming in and absolutely changing our football club when to Correct. not being rude to Craig, and we've discussed this before he came in, his highest job before this was, I know he's done a bit of scouting and stuff at West Brom and stuff, but it was Solly Old Moores in the conference. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it wasn't like he's been at a League One, League Two club before us. So we're now all gambling like we did last year with the football committee. We're gambling now with Craig Cope coming in and smashing it in his first window, really. Because January window, you hear loads of things. It was Jamie Johnson, it was Craig Cope, it was jo Johnny Jack. Great. As you said, we've got one brilliant player out of that, Ali Hamadi. We now need to find six Ali Hamadis next, for next season. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. And that's a lot of pressure on someone like Craig. And as I said, I don't think Danny Macklin realised the pressure that he was walking into with AFC Wimbledon when he came in. He might say he did and all that. But I'm telling you now, I don't believe that is the case. You look at how hard that man's got work. He's, on, he's just had a baby and he's replying to tweets all the time. Do you know what I mean? You, you're having to work and quit get questioned on everything you're doing because of how bad the football club is and how bad the results are. And, and, and with regards to you about Robinson, I thought Robinson, it was the right time for Robinson to be sacked when he... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't deny that. And I know what you're saying. I'd At the end of the day, there is managers out there, Danny, that could be the Cowley brothers are being touted to go to Port Vale. You're telling me Port Vale got more money than us. I, I can't see it. If it is, it's only going to be... Well, they must have. If we've got the 17th budget in League Two... That means that every single football team, bar seven, have got more money than us in the football league. That <laughs> is a farce. I, and that's, I, that, that's fact, Lee. That has to be fact. If, if our budget in League Two is 17, well, well, no I don't one get in the, the Premier League, Championship, League One, that Again, means that we should be finishing 17th. But Danny, what I don't get about the budget chat as well, right, is that they say this is due to the... 
that other teams spent more money than you know what I mean they thought they would. But you only have to look at the division and think Salford were always going to spend money, Mansfield were always going to spend money, Northampton didn't spend much money, but they already had players there like the Pinnocks and stuff that they put money on. Do you know what I mean? Stevenage spent a little bit, not as much as you think as us. Or we're always going to go out and get better loans, do you know what I mean? Which they did. But do you know what I mean? I just I don't say the point. And also just don't budget, say anything. Again, but if you don't, don't know, sharp and don't say it. But the budget chat is excuses again. It's an excuse in there to it's say not, this is why we've been doing so badly because we're seventeen. At the start of the season when we're doing so well, we were okay because we had a competitive budget. Do you know what I mean? And then we started dropping it. It was like, oh well, because teams started spending money in January. We lost our best player. We lost our best players in January, apparently, like Asal and Tyler. Brilliant, yeah. But then once Pierce and Kalambay came in, they were better than Tyler. To be fair, I tell you, we weren't missing. We missed Asal, which I always said we'll miss Asal no matter what. I think we'll miss him next. You're going to miss goal scorers. We'll you always him. are. But Ali's coming, and I think Ali has replaced Asal because of his it's goals. Just, I find but, what I'm finding difficult is his whole football strategy stuff. Right, Johnny Jackson's had a whole year to implement a style of football, which he, the reason why we we were so poor is because his style of football was rubbish. He decided to whack it long, get from the keepers forward long because we couldn't deal with it at the back and all of a sudden we've got some results. That is not his style of football. That is not him yeah. telling us how to how to play football. But Danny, we then was... run out of steam and but it's that... like I don't get it. I Johnny just don't G... understand how we can design a game sorry mate, I don't understand how we can design a football style, a football culture with this man in charge. Well, we I didn't... don't get it. And if he isn't, get rid of him and get another person. Get a style of football and then get a manager that will do it. Don't let this bloke dictate terms. He's proven that he can't do it. Why? What are we doing? I, my, my, I, I'm finding it scandalous. My major issue with Johnny Jackson, right, and this is, again, uh, what I've been hearing off grapevine and rumours from the beginning of the season. So, first off, he's come in with his passing around the back strategy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're gonna play never going to work in League 2. Right? It was quite boring. Everyone was booing at Crawley after we were winning 2-0 first start of the season. I was quite upset with that. Why are we booing when we're winning easily? If we're playing football like this all season and we win easily all season, what's not to like? Then he got pulled into the office and got told, look, the football's not going to work. You're going to have to change it round. We're, we're going to start getting battered, which we did. And his job was on the line then. Then there was a couple of occasions this year where people have said that he's new enough resigned twice. Do you know what I mean? Because of false promises. Maybe in January was one where he got told he was going to have a bigger budget and he didn't. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and apparently he's got, he wanted to get the Oxford job. Apparently he applied for the Oxford job and did get uh, interviewed for it. That's but if he does that, that he doesn't, doesn't want to be doesn't tell you enough. That's doesn't what I mean. that tell you enough? But... I just don't. I think the the club. I think the board have been brave now. But if it doesn't work out for them, who go? Is it the Don's trust? I've not heard anything from the Don's trust board since the PLC board put that statement out. You think Chris or one of the guys from the Don's trust would say that they 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 support the PLC board regarding it? As considering that's what we pay our money for. Do you know what I mean as fans? I have. Have you seen anything from the Don's trust board regarding? If it? I'm honest with you, mate, I, I I don't really know. I don't. I I I've. I've got no idea and the problem is the club as a whole have decided to back this individual I hope for him it works I hope for us it works but there's a lot on this now and the problem we're going to have is what is a definition of success are we expecting now as Wimbledon fans is success next year being in being 12th is that now going to mean that we have had a successful season next year if we're 12th is it playoffs is it avoiding relegation we as a group and as a group of fans, at the beginning of the season, we're told we've got a competitive budget and we're pushing to go to go back up. That was the messaging that was given. We as a fan base are owed an honest, honest expectation from the club to say, guys, we are where we are. 
we're, we're going to have players coming and coming out. We, we want to be better, have a better football team this year, but we want to manage everyone's expectations because otherwise people are, I know what's going to happen next year. Everyone's going to read about <clears throat> Craig Coke, new management, new players, new this. Isn't everything wonderful? And I can tell you now, half of the club are going to expect us to be in the playoffs. And that's going to be mental. With the, with the full-time players that we've got, we're going to need, like you said, three or four very good loans who are going to stay with us the whole season, not leaving January. And we're going to need four or five very, very good players who are going to hit the ground running. Plus, we're going to need to keep Curry, Billa, Al Hamadi. Well, let's face it, in January, someone's going to come in for him. Yep. So, it, it it's... I'm just finding it difficult with, with with what they're trying to tell me and tell us about the club to honestly believe it with the level of performance we've had across the board. I'm finding it very, very difficult. And I will back them if this is what they're doing. And, this, and they honestly believe in the whole country, the best person to manage our football club now is Johnny Jackson. A, I don't agree with them, but I would back them. But I don't know how long as a club, if we go into the first games next year, we play six games, we win two, lose two, win... You know, if we don't win in four, then what? How long are you now going to give this? And by not sacking him, you've now entered a world of pain where okay. you're now constantly looking over your shoulder thinking, God almighty, we are backing this guy and we're going to need this to turn up. Bearing in mind, Jackson could have another offer in the summer and bugger off. Oh, now also, what? Dan, by that time, it could be too late to get a, a decent manager because they could all be of in course. work. And they're, I mean, they're Clark, all going to be at work. Been and... Gone of Port Vale, I'd take him. Do you know what I mean? Cali Rovers, I'd snap your hand off for them at the moment. But the thing is, that there'll always be good managers out there, but we can't afford any of them. So the problem we're going to have That's, is... We, I think we can. I, I know you're saying about the... Well, we'll see. Again. We'll see but where we're going. My, my problem would be is who, who's hiring these managers because we've got a head of football operations, Danny Cope, who didn't hire Johnny Jackson. They're on the same level. where The head of football operations should be above the manager. Do you know what I mean? He well, can, it'll be interesting to see Do you know what I mean? And how... then he gets the man he wants. Unless Craig Cope wants Johnny Jackson, this, which blow my mind if well, he does. Well, this is what I'm saying. We're, this is, again, the other thing I said to Dad is like, if you create a head of football, you give Jackson an out. You just go, well, I'm not, I don't pick the players. You've bought the players yourself. All I do is coach them. Well, if the players are crap, you're dead in the water. If the manager picks all the players, he has full accountability and you can do that. And I feel that maybe that might be another part of the conversation is that they're going to give Jackson another a heads up, another chance because... He hasn't bought the players. Maybe he's inherited. And there are. There is no doubt there is extenuating factors around injuries, losing players, very, very poor individual errors that have cost us. And I do genuinely feel for Jackson. But there hasn't been enough quality football, but hasn't been enough performances I, for me to allow that to be overriding yeah. those. I, I, I don't agree with it in the fact that Joey Jackson makes the subs and he makes them in, what, the 85th minute? The fact that our players are injured, some of the some of the selections that he makes are just baffling sometimes, uh, and that's why I want him sacked. Because again, the injuries, yeah, I get that, but also you know like this thing. I think they sold us that we beat the top ten or something like that. I think we only beat one uh, other than Orient, one team that was tenth at the time that was Stockport. Yeah, and everyone only, else is the and, but they've only just got into the top ten. It, yeah, some of the stats are absolutely mad when you look at it. So, yeah, it's just madness. Right, should we move on, Danny? and uh, yes, discuss sir. attendances. When we come back, we'll be discussing attendances. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're back and we're going to be discussing uh, attendances, uh, season ticket, uh, season tickets for the next season, the renewals, uh, and also the rumours regarding, uh, I think it's London Irish possibly coming in and ground sharing yep. at Plough Lane. Uh, yeah, so attendances, Danny. Uh, obviously, we have, they reckon, about 8,000 coming on Saturday. That's what is predicted at the moment. Quite still, quite good attendances with quite large away followings coming in. And... I can't, I, I can't, I can't hear this anymore. I'm really sorry. Uh, there, there was absent. There is, as far as I'm concerned, an attendance is. Okay, I'm a teacher, right? This is what. This is how ridiculous I'm going to put this. I'm a teacher, and in my class, say there's thirty kids. When the school day starts, I don't just say. Oh, I've got 30 kids in my class. 30 are here. I don't do that. I check the number of kids in my class and I say, he's away. He's got a dentist appointment and this kid's going to look at another school. So the number of people in attendance are 27. Wimbledon have this thing and I don't know why it's happened. I think it's every club, just to clarify. Yeah, but I don't care. Every club, not every club. It's, It's a nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. And it's 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 literally lying, as far as I'm concerned. The attendances should be the people in attendance at the game. And at the moment, there was not a cat in hell's chance that wherever the attendance was put down, the number of tickets sold is different to the attendance. And we either need to change the rhetoric or change the language, i.e. today's attendance is this, or they need to say, the number of tickets sold is this. Because the problem I have is from a fire alarm, as an example, if there was a fire problem, we've got to evacuate and the club needs to check how many people are coming through the door, you might go, well, we need 8,000 people. You'll look around, there'll only be six and a half. Yes, last, on their game on Saturday, me and my dad are in the south stand and I looked around the block that we're in and it was, I'm not saying it's empty, far from it, but there were so many people not at the ground. And I just I find it very very difficult, um, and maybe I'll, you'll be able to tell me Lee what the attendance was on Saturday. But for the number of people that are going into the ground and the number of tickets that are sold, they are not the same thing, and it is very very misleading saying these are the people that have bought a ticket and these are the people that are attending. And there are lots of different reasons why people can't attend. For instance, on Saturday, I'm I'm almost certain not going to be able to go. I'm, I've been injured a week, and I'm, I'm, there's no point in me going on a Saturday if I'm injured. I've got a mate of mine who's working. I understand those situations and they are going to affect the attendance. But for me to portray to everybody that we're getting 8,000 a week, I think is rubbish. And I don't, 
if everyone else is doing it, then that that's fine. But I feel that you're you're basically misrepresenting what's happening at the ground. No, I, I get that's what you. I, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I, I think someone just said it was eight thousand four hundred twenty-one. Uh, the attendance. It was barely seven. But Honestly, the, the amount of people the, who were not there was ludicrous. I think the problem the club has, uh, and I think it's the season ticket holders. So we we have say two and a half thousand season ticket holders. We have to count every single one of them season ticket holders if they go to the game or not. And that's how no, it, you don't know. You do. That's how it's no. done, Daddy. That's how every no, no, other but, club but does it but, across the no, country. But you can't do that. The They're not at the game. You can do that if you say. But I'm, I'm hoping. I'm guessing sold. the club has a list of who's actually in the game. Like you said, if there's a fire drill, they but know. That, but that's what attendances have been for hundreds of years or for decades. It's how many people are at the game. No, but I don't think that say... is the place. Then I think it's always been seen to get older. Always can because look at look at Scum for example. Scum but not will, at the game though. The Scum will say they have fifteen thousand at a game, but ten thousand of them are free tickets. Do you know what I mean? So they're not yeah, paid for. But what I'm saying to you, they're, though, they're at the game, but they're not being paid for. You cannot, though. What? Say, so, okay, if that is the point, what is the point in scanning people into the ground? What is the point? If you're just going to say the attendances are this, what is the point in scanning every single ticket in the ground? You might because as well the just club, open I'm the gate and the show club the ticket and go. I'm guessing the club has two. I'm guessing the club has who is actually yes, they in have the ground. an attendance for, for, and for, the number of tickets sold. Yeah, they have and, two: the number of tickets sold and the attendance. And what the problem is, is the language that's used, attendance should be the number of people that are attending actively at the game. Tickets sold and attendance, I'm sorry, are different. Because I, 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 I agree, it's I don't ridiculous. think it helps that the club say, like, on this Saturday coming, that we're, we're close to sell out or close to 8,000, because we all know there's only <laughs> going to be, I, I, I can't see anyone... Go, I'm not going to Tranmere. I know a load of people have just had enough and they're like, no, I'm not, I don't want to go because if we start losing Tranmere, it will get really toxic, I think. And I don't think a lot of people want to do that. So it'd be, as you said, it'd be closer to six and a half thousand, but we'll report 8,000 because that's how many tickets we've sold. And that's how we report. But that's not, that is, a, that is not far off. A quarter of the ground less full. And you're projecting, saying, there are 8,000 people in this stadium and that's wrong. And it's it's a lie. And it's not okay to project across this wonderful image. Oh, we're, you're getting right behind us. On the way out, we've sold over 8,000 tickets. No problem. You've done that 100% correctly. I've got no drama about that. But when you go to the game and it goes, the attendance for today's game is, is wrong. Because it's the attendance is who is at the game. Number of tickets is different. And if it's done in a different way, it's done in a different way. But it, it is misleading to everybody in the ground to say that there is an extra 11 or 8,000 8, people extra. It's, it, it's wrong. And it needs, I, I, and I'm... it's another example of something where, in my opinion, the club are trying to show, it's like a game of poker. The club are trying to show that we've got a Royal Flush, but deep down they've got a pair of jacks. It just, it, I don't understand why, why, where did the honesty go? Why can't we just be, there just seems to be such a lack of integrity. Like, just be honest. Our budget's not very good, guys. We're going to do this. Where is the integrity? Where is the honesty? We're supposed to be owning this club. I own the football club. And every week, I'm lied to about how much money we've got. I'm lied to about how many people are in the ground. Like, why can't you just be honest? Why can't you just... Look, we'd be in such a better place if people just said it as it is. Just I, I, say it as it is. And that's it. Cut the Band-Aid and say, do you know what? 
only six and a half. We sold eight thousand tickets on Saturday. Six and a half thousand people went. Fine. I, I, I don't make up the nonsense of it. Just have integrity. The away fans attendance will be correct because they sell their tickets and I and everyone we, goes. I don't think we sell it on. Uh, do we sell on a day to away fans? I don't think we do. Don't I, think I, so. I don't, I'm I'm sure. never, I've never been to the away end at Wimbledon, so I don't know. But yeah, most of the time you're going to get it. I, I get it when you go into grounds and you don't get a ticket and you think right, <laughs> they're, they're kind of falsifying their figures. I don't think we're. I don't think we're ever trying to falsify our figures. I think they're selling it as that's the eight thousand two hundred that we've sold. Do you, yeah, I get what you're saying. But, but but it's misleading. Just, it's just, completely misleading. Just say there's only 7,000 in the ground. I get what you're saying because it, it is, as you said, like a bit like poker. Uh, regarding the season ticket renewals, I'm guessing you're going to renew your season ticket next year. Yeah, of I'm, course. Yeah, I definitely will I'm, be. I'm, I didn't have a season ticket this year. I won't be buying another one next year because I just, uh, from Wimbledon, from Southend to Wimbledon, it's a bit of a ball lake. I'd rather go more away games if I can. If not, I'll go more European football. But do do. I've seen some people saying again the fact that we've uh, it's reduced the price or it's frozen. Some people said that ain't the case that their actual their ticket prices have actually gone up by twenty forty quid, and the they've now got rid of the kids ticket as well, which was I haven't got it exactly in me how old it was, but I know under seventeen now is about one hundred and ten pound. I think that's yeah. like if you wanted to get your little girl a season ticket, Dan, you're paying £110 now and you probably ain't going to take her to that many games. You know what I mean? I think it was £60 yeah. before. And I'm, again, I, don't quote me on these figures I'm saying. I, I, I can't, I haven't got the, the figures in front of me. But yeah, I, I know I used to take my boy and it used to cost me peanuts because I thought, yeah, I'll buy him a ticket because that way, even if I go two or three games with him a season, it ain't going to break my, not my bank. Uh, also, trying they're trying to force people out of the West Stand into the East Stand now, because obviously the West Stand is a little bit pricier of ticket wise, and they can then get more more money into the bank. And as you said, just just say it how it is. Just tell us how it is. This is what it is. We want you to go into the East Stand because we can make more money selling adult tickets in the West Stand. As I said, I I understand what they're trying to do. I understand the projection they're doing, but all they're doing current currently is annoying people. And I just don't understand why, if you're just honest with people, Wimbledon fans in particular, if you're, you know, we, we, we back the managers, we back this, we're friendly, we get involved, we do charity work, we do loads of stuff. If you really are fan owned and you really respect the fans that you've got, you just need to tell them the truth. And I just feel like we're kind, there's so much cloak and dagger stuff and the comms has been, has been disappointing. <laughs> and unfortunately, I feel like there's just so many fans who've just got the ump. Now, in terms of season ticket renewals, they have to continue to say how great it is and amazing. And I will, I will go and I'll support and I'll be positive and proactive and the best that I can. And maybe I'm just knackered because I've had enough of the season because it's been a, a season where we promised a lot at the beginning. We thought we'd be really, really good, and I feel like we've completely and utterly been underwhelming. And the 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 the, the conversation around the manager has been unhelpful. If we lose the next two games really, really badly. And you're still going to back the manager. How does that work? I don't know. But I, I guess there has been some positive news regarding they're talking about the possibility of London Irish coming in, yes. which is a huge improvement do, on do the you not I find presume that, that means Broncos out, though. Did you not find it weird that they released that statement and the time they released the statement regarding that news? <clears throat> well, the interesting news is on the London Irish website when they mentioned it. Is said about the, the business buying into Wimbledon as well, not well, just buying into London Irish. 
Well, no, so I said think... there was a seven million offer about going to the ground, and it was about investing in London Irish and in AFC Wimbledon. All the, the same the, business. The American investors have bought London Irish were in loads of debt apparently, but they're and at, they were at Brentford. They're at Brentford, and I think Brentford are charging them probably more than we would. I think Brentford are not very happy about the pitch being, you know what I mean? They're a Premier League team trying to play class, classic football where if you're League Two, it doesn't really matter. That's why I said the other week. If you're in League Two, we're not going to be playing passing football. It doesn't matter if the pitch is getting... I know people don't like it. Women fans don't like it. But if it's going to make us decent money, then you have to kind of just... You have to turn a blind eye to it for a couple of years while we're in League Two. We're not a Premier League team. We're not going to be a championship team. Uh I understand that, yeah, London Irish would be coming in. That would be Broncos. I don't think it's worked for them. I don't think they've got the money to keep going. I don't think no, they get... I agree. I think they thought they might get more attendances and a lot of women fans would jump on board and that doesn't seem to have happened. London Irish get on average around about 9,000 at home, so it probably makes sense. Uh, they'd have to... They'd have to... I think they'd pay for the South Stand to be built because... So what is that, the uh, second tier on the South Stand? Yeah, what you mean? because... Uh, yeah, because they need a 15,000 or 10,000, sorry, and they don't currently have that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely go and watch it. Like, you know, you've got a lot of people in the south who watch rugby union, so it makes a lot more sense. You've then also got, you know, the Baths, the Leicesters, you've got some, you've got Harlequins. There are some really, really big rugby matches that will take place there, and you'd be packed. So, you know, I think it's a great. I think it's a great move. I actually bizarrely think that some of the Wimbledon fans would actually rather go and watch Irish than Wimbledon. And I know a couple of my mates were talking about it and were like, if they did joint season tickets, I'd go every week, go and watch Wimbledon and go and watch um, <coughs> go and watch the Irish. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those. It, 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 what it does show you though is when you, for all the frustrations, there is a, and again, it is a crap word. I hate the word. It's going to drive me mad when I say it. But there is potential. There is, there is, there is a product that is, that has got opportunities to be sold. There is a location which people are keen on. There is money about that this football club can tap into, which is the reason why going back to Plough Lane, it will somewhere along the line, it will kind of, we will, we'll get on that. We'll, we'll get to a point where we should be. I still don't see us being particularly championship in the lab, but I feel like we'll get back to League One eventually, ten years time maybe when, when. Everything's kind of sorted out and the money's sorted out. I feel like we're in a position where we would build something quite nice. And I think it's good. It's it's good that that there is another decent football stadium or a decent sporting stadium in London. Barnet was rubbish. Leighton Orient is I wouldn't I don't think anybody wants to go there. So I feel like outside the championship, where the championship seems to probably I feel like we're in a nice position to capitalise. Um so that was good news. It's good to see that coming in. Um, and you were talking about some sort of something to do with Chelsea, is that right? Well, I agree. I agree with you. I think the London Irish news is, as I said, their attendances are, are average. I think around about nine thousand. They need to. They and they also have to have. You have to have a ten thousand minimum. So that's why I think it would work quite nice. What have we got at the moment? Just under ten thousand, I think. So they'd help build the south stand, which bring that up. And I agree. I think probably Broncos. What they get hundred cup hundred at home which yeah. is too, too small for a ground like us. They need to go back to Rosalind Park or wherever they were playing before. And again, I, I like the Broncos and it'd be a shame if it hasn't worked. But yeah, another the other rumour going around was that Chelsea needed to play two... They agreed to play two friendlies at our place with a first team uh, after we sold Kings Meadow. Yeah. Uh, if they hadn't played them in a certain time, they'd have to pay half a million pound. Uh, so. Wow. 
That's well. Yeah. That's like I said. So, that amount of money. Well, again, the, the money's handy. It's just a question of where it goes and how much we work with it and where it goes. And like I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hopeful. Like I said, we'll 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 get to a point where the finances it becomes a bit more of an easier conversation. But to have someone come in and use the ground, and it to be a positive relationship, can only benefit us. And that's a real positive, and that's something that I'm proud of. That we've got a great, and I love Plow Lane as a ground. I think it's great. I think it's got. It's got everything, everything that you might need, decent access. You've got plenty of things around. So let's let's hope that we can continue this. And again, that's this is you know this is you know the Danny Macklin effect, if you like. No one can knock him for the hard work that he's putting into the club and what he's trying to do regarding the football club. Um, but I, I just hope that we get enough opportunity to continue to keep making enough money. And that money somehow trickle into our football team because well, I feel like uh, we're a club that has got loads of stuff sorted out. But really, the most important product, frankly, has to be the team on the pitch, in my opinion. No, I, I agree. And uh, the other thing was that there's a businessman or a bit someone. It could be London Irish, to be fair, like you just said. But there's someone who is willing to put more money in to buy shares and take us down to the fifty-one forty-nine, like the German way. The only worry I got with that is that. The German way is uh, protected by law, where in England it isn't. Uh, as long as Plough Lane is protected and we don't have that again, because obviously if you buy a certain amount of shares in England, you then can buy the rest of them and become the owner of the club, which is what a lot of Wimbledon fans don't want. But someone said it was a Qatari businessman and Danny Macklin ruled that out the other day saying that that's one of the, the, the silliest comments that he's ever heard. But I have heard there are there is someone, I don't know where it is, or it was rumoured to be the Qatari club that, Asal went to, but again, yeah, Danny Macklin kind of ruled that out. But I have heard that there is someone willing to invest, I think it's between seven and a half and nine and a half million to take us down to the 5149, uh, which would again be wow. great news. And but again, this is all just Chinese whispers. So every time I say something on here, people love to just bring it up again. Uh, and it kind of drives me mad because, as I said, most of the times, these are rumours. This is what I hear. This is what I'm hearing off the grapevine. Doing a podcast, you get a lot of messages all the time. Most people slating us, or me, to be fair, not you, but slating me. But, yeah, I do put it out. It's like when I said Josh Davidson was going to be out for the season and people laughed at me and said, no, he ain't. He came back, played two games, and then was out for the season. So, yeah, I weren't that far off, was I, really? But, yeah, hopefully, no, do you know what I mean? We've got the League 2 uh, Harland at the moment in Ali. Hopefully we have to Harland. Hopefully we have some more money come in, and we can sign more players, and the budget can be uh, improved. And and Johnny Jackson won't have an excuse with the budget. Do you know what I mean? And we we won't get told that we're going to have a competitive budget when it's like twenty first in the conference. But yeah, hopefully uh, that will improve. But yeah, these these are all that's all good news to be fair. And I think as yeah, I said, that... and fair play to the people who are running around setting up these opportunities. That is stunning work, and like I said, that is. That kind of activity we, is exactly what we should be doing. We've got, we've got a lot of good people at the club, and I think a lot of people, I think Chris Thorpe has been getting some unnecessary stick. I think a lot of people think that we give, or me personally, give like from the ones had a dream, give Chris Thorpe stick all the time. It's not. It's the fact that I've known Chris for years, and a lot of it is banter. Uh, between yeah. me and him, and if he has any issues, he'll message me and I'll message him. Uh, as I said, that there was some Twitter spat the other day, me and him had on the one was had a dream and himself 
regarding because I, I just find sometimes we have excuses and you said people are sticking up for the manager and staff and do you know what I mean and, and people are sorry for stuff that they probably shouldn't be and do you know what I mean the club some people have to come out and they, they've done the statement now do you know what I mean this season has been an absolute joke. I think this season has been worse than last year do you know what I mean? Because last year we were yeah. in a tougher league. Do you know what I mean? We we got told false promises, as you said. Uh, we're still getting the bums on seats, apparently. And yeah, so it's 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 stuff like that. And I think there's people like Chris who do work tirelessly. Danny Macklin's been a breath of fresh air for me. Do you know what I mean? Anytime you put something out, he'll message you or treat, even though he's on paternity leave and his missus just had a baby. I think the club uh hopefully putting all their chips in one basket with Craig Cope, that he'll do a fantastic job and the players coming in in the summer are going to really galvanise us. Uh, if that is the case, then brilliant. And and me and you might have to eat our words next year, which I hopefully we will. Do you know what I mean? Hopefully I can't wait for me to turn up next year and we're at Christmas, we'll be top of the league and I'll go, do you know what, fair cop. And I can't wait for this big first summer signing when we turn up and we're all excited and this is the start of the Craig Cope era. It's been a tough year and, and we I can't get... wait for the season finish. And we get a fantastic League One slash Championship player. We get rid of all these other players, and we turn and go, "Look at this lad!" And we go, "Yeah, wow." No, I, I got, I'm and, looking forward to it. And I'm, we'll I'm, I'm hoping that Johnny Jackson's learnt. Of, like, he's here next season. I'm hoping that he looks himself in the mirror and goes, "Actually, I've made a lot of mistakes this year that I need to now own up to. I need to be better next year. I need to be a bit more charismatic." Do you know what I mean? I need to get in with this club and feel for because that's where I felt with him. I just don't feel like he's ever. He's a Charlton man. Always has been, and it's I've hard because he's, obviously he's we've managed had us with one arm out. We've always had and he hasn't Wimbledon really men. quite got in there, and he uh, he uh, he's the first one to come in. that hasn't been a Wimbledon man, so that's probably hard for him as well. And hopefully now next year, we'll look at himself. We've got the stuff, the thing on Tuesday coming up, where you go, you're going to go down there, Danny, to the Tuesday thing, to meet the manager no. and everyone. I hope he'll go down and ask honest questions, uh, and 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 they're answered honestly, and we can get that back and everything like that. So yeah, but yeah, I think we'll move on, uh, and we'll we'll come back. We'll discuss Tranmere on Saturday. Buzzing. Back in a minute. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back for the final part of the episode. Uh, we're going to discuss Tramir. Uh, first off, Danny, I can't wait for this season to be finished. Last home game, not going to Grimsby. So I just can't wait for it to be finished again, man. I, I hate saying that because I love football and I, I used to love watching Wimbledon in a season, which I've not... Again, the train companies have fucking ruined this season for me as well. Uh, Wimbledon have ruined it by playing like divs. And yeah, I've just had enough really. But yeah, Tranmere, I bet they can't wait to come down and beat us because they are something from when we rele were relegated them through COVID. And to be honest, that that nil-nil draw we got at home, I can't remember who it was exactly. Might even might even been Tranmere. No, I wasn't Tranmere. I think we played someone, we, we drew nil-nil which was the last game I went to before the COVID that basically kept us up. So Tramer always don't like us. And they're middle of the road. They've got nothing to play for, neither do we. As I've said, as i said before, and i say it again, I don't care about the winning, losing, the drawing. For me, it's about personnel. So I'd love to see, now that Pierre's injured, I'd love to see um, the young lad. Jenkins. Back. Is it not Jenkins? Jenkins. I would like, I'd like to see him play with Nightingale, please. I'd like Ogondir to play right back. I'd like to play Curry at left back. We don't need to see Brown anymore. I'd like to see Bendel play. I don't mind if he plays with Woodyard. I don't care. I don't need to see Pell. So I don't want to, I don't want Pell to play. Got no interest. Jai Simi is never going to play for women and ever again. I, and I, he was Janna. I, so if they I, want to play... 
I've got a weird feeling we're gonna sign. I've got a weird feeling we're gonna sign Justin Amy. Don't you even think about it. I've got a weird feeling. Well, I hope you're wrong because he has been nothing short of Jenna. You having Jenna? No. Can you imagine all the, the players? I'm not having Jenna. Right I'm not having Pearson. You know I'm all these rumored one that we've already signed on pre-agreements. Can you imagine if it's all the players we've got? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, just see me, Jenna. Craig Coke can go straight away. <laughs> no interest. He literally has barely started, and he can go. Um, uh, but I just hope that. Oh, I also, like I said, I don't know why they're pushing for Davison to play. Keep Al Hamadi playing if that's what he wants. If you want to give him, look, you've done well, mate. Have a couple of. Uh, you can have the rest of the season right. off. I'd be playing Bartley up front with somebody else, or, and I'll go. Look, I don't care about. I don't care. I don't Bring care who we Obled- play. But Obled-Jabra. like I said, I'll just would all I would do is play people who either you're not sure. I won't play either. I'm going to play or are going. I'll be like, right, are you leaving the end of the year? Right, you can play. You want even Gunter? Gunter, you can play. You can turn about Nightingale. You're probably sticking around. You can have that. You can be on the beach. Man. I'll give no. I'd have. I'd not leave because you know what? With Wimbledon, it'll be a classic example. Hamadi will do his entry against Tranmere or against Grimsby and we'll be like here we go again it's been that much of a car crash of a year I'd get rid of the whole anyone who we want to keep I'd be like you guys are not playing on the bench we're going to play youngsters we're going to, we're going to, we've got two games to go I want to blood these youngsters I want them to be part of it I want them to be centre of attention I want to get everything out there <laughs> and then we'll see and like I said the, the result I, was completely irrelevant yeah I wouldn't play Doesn't either that? though wouldn't play either either Heller well, you just said either, and I was like, "I'll play anyone." Well, he was uh, he was in goal on Saturday, but uh, I'd I'd play some of the youngsters who we know are being released, so the Fishers, people like that, because I can't see David Fisher being here next season. So give him, well, excuse me, I'll give him a go. If you know what I mean, if he is being released, say, look, thanks for the years that you've given us. You've been here since you were young. You've gone for our youth team. You've done really well, youth team. As it's got to league professional football, you haven't unfortunately made it. But here's your your chance to say goodbye to the fans, fans goodbye. You know what I mean? Them kind of players, I'd like to say. The Marshes, the Browns, the people like that who possibly are leaving. Yeah, I'm not bothered about them. They're going to go on. But like Fisher will probably end up at Hampton. Let him have his goodbye at Plough Lane and then say goodbye, goodnight. Do you know what I mean? People like that. Because the results but don't I just matter. Feel like as well. And I ultimately, I feel that the fans would understand if Jackson does that. The challenge, as I said before, is Jackson lost the last game 5-1. He's going to be expecting... I need some results. I don't want to put up with it again. The fans are going to bathe for blood again. If we get, if we're rubbish, if he plays youngsters, and he goes, I'm back in the youngsters. If he if he does his pre-match chat and goes, I know the fans are upset. This season was safe. We're giving the youngsters a go. I think every single player in the stadium or fan in the stadium will go, okay, we've got two games to go. We're gonna we're gonna back him and Fair we're gonna fine. back the youngsters. Yep. We've always been good at that. Um, and like I said, I really hope we don't boo the manager. The statement's been made. We are where we are. There's no point in us. There's going to be enough on social media as it is. I think at the game, if you go into the game, try and be supportive of the team. It's been a rubbish year. They're going to go around. They're going to they're going to expect to clap. It's going to be difficult to do that because it's been nothing short of. Yeah, I I disagree with you. I think I think you just go. I don't think you even stay to clap at the end. I think you just go. Do you know what I mean? They they need to be told it ain't been good enough, and you just walk out. I don't agree with the abuse and stuff. Maybe singing John Jackson out. Yes, I agree with that. But yeah. Uh... I think you just walk out and that's it, finished. If the youngsters are playing, then yeah, give them a clap. I said if the David Fishers and people like that are playing, Quint Barley's, give them a clap. But yeah, I think he's going to play Davison and Ali up front. I think he's going to try and play Pell. I think he's going to play these players and I think we're going to be uh, 
yeah, that's where people are going to get annoyed, as you said, because we're going to have a pretty much first team out, and I think we're going to struggle, and we possibly could lose the Tranmere, and then it ain't great again. Well, like I said, I've got I I, I don't I don't have any I I genuinely don't mind about losing football matches as long as I'm kind of seeing a little bit of a little bit of movement forward. Um, yeah, I like I said, I'm. If I if I if I'm feeling ridiculously better in the last twenty twenty four hours, I'll always try and go and watch a game. I love going to the game. I like the day. I like the event. Um, but like I said, unfortunately, we we as a fan base have been let down the last two years, and it's 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 a very very difficult one to do. And like I said, ultimately from Saturday, the football's completely irrelevant. Um, it'll be it, we kind of know who's going down. It, it would be lovely not to finish twenty first. It'd be good if we could. Be a little bit higher, but the fact is, it's not going to make a blind bit of difference. It's been a, it's been a, a difficult year. I hope everyone gets chance. I just hope no one gets injured, and like, which is the reason why I, I don't. I personally would be resting anybody who is potentially going to play next year. I also think it'll be Curry's last home game. I think Curry goes in the summer, so I'd, yeah. I, I'd love him to stay. So we talked about I'd Curry. Love... Me and my mates have done and said we're mad probably that we didn't take that offer in January. For him, especially if we were seventeenth in the league, seventeenth. Uh, it's hard to know, table. then, mate. It's really yeah, hard we, to know we were seventeenth in, in the budget up. table at January. So why not take the money and give ourselves a bigger, better budget? Do you know what Again, I mean? maybe, and you've maybe taken eight hundred grand, and then now we haven't played him since. He's probably worth. It's probably worth less than what he was in January. I just it it, it would have it would be lovely. It would be lovely to think next year we're going to build our team around Villa, around Curry, around Hamadi. Around potentially around um, Davison, around Pell, it would be lovely. It would be lovely to think that we've got that spine and we're going to play around that group. But I, I just feel Curry. Curry I agree with you in a certain extent, or because he's had his head turned. There's no doubt about it in my head. He he can't be as good as he was and then be as poor as he has been without something going on. No, I agree. I don't think you can build round Villa because of his injury record so bad. But I agree with Curry, Pell, Davison, Ali. Uh, especially now we have got the league to Haaland. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, my like my said, yeah, my big my big problem with this season is if you if you can break someone like Mick Dor scores on the doors. Our club, our manager have broken him. Right, he used to give tens at tens all the time. Ten out of ten when he's doing his scores. Nine out of tens. The other week he couldn't even give any scores, and the fact that he, uh, yeah, you've just broken a man who's the most optimistic man in the world means that you've done something bad. So these pl- fan- these players don't deserve a clap now because of that for that for that reason in my view. Uh, and yeah, yeah, you know I mean we've got in mixed eyes a Premier League team sitting twenty first in League Two. That has to be on the manager, and hopefully, yeah, now Craig Cope's going to sort it out. Hopefully, we'll start with playing the youth team on Saturday and we'll win 2-1. But I fancy Tranmere 2-1. I think, from my perspective, I'm, I, I, the, the, the match is irrelevant, but <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see anything. But um, I think I think I'm personally I'm looking for Al Hamidi to score and get to double figures. That, that'll be awesome in the league. So, I reckon we're going to score. I think he will score. What's Davis on? Nine. I think they're both on nine, I think. So Davison nine, so I need another eleven goals in the next two games for Davison to yeah. win my bet. And that, you know, that's always going to happen, isn't it? Could do. Could let do. Me have a, let me have a look. I think it's. 
I'm just trying to see if I can quickly yeah. get the stat up while I'm both here. On nine. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're both on nine. Hamadi's on yeah. nine, Chislett's on nine, and I think Davison's also on nine. Yeah, Davison is. Yeah, he was which on nine again, in December. Which, so there's been some good ones. Um, yeah, lastly, then very quickly, one in a in a nutshell, player of the year. Have you voted yet? I did. I voted for Paul Osu. Oh, of course, you were doing the Paul Osu one, yeah. Well, I thought it was okay. ridiculous that we're going to vote for a player. Probably Ali will probably win it for me at the moment because yeah. I just think every other player, if anyone else wins it, young player of the year probably for me would be. Billa or Curry. Uh, yeah, and I don't know enough about the ladies' team. Probably, I think I voted for Hannah Billingham, the captain. But I don't know enough about the ladies' team, if I'm being honest. So it's not something I pay attention to as much as I possibly no, should. Fair. But uh, yourself? Hamidi. Hamidi, yeah. It was, I'll, I'll, I'll start between him and Chislett. I think Chislett's yeah. been the most improved. Yeah, um, no, not but, for me. But um, Hamidi, it was Curry at the start of the season, but he unfortunately just... He hasn't, yeah, he's died off a bit. Yeah, he's he um, dropped off a yeah. cliff, but yeah. Well, yeah, well, thanks very much, Danny, for joining me. We'll be back on the Sunday debrief this time. Well, I will be back on the Sunday debrief. Thanks to Jack Mortney for covering that again. Thanks to Joe, Joe Moja, who does all our graphics. The kid's unbelievable. Unbelievable job. Yeah. Unbelievable job. He loves it, and we love him. Uh, thanks to Season Masters for sponsoring the podcast, Gary. Uh, his young son, uh, Reese, has started vlogging. So there's a few now. You've got Don's Blogs and you've also got Reese TV. Uh, make sure you tune in to them. They do great jobs uh, vlogging the games and giving their opinions. So yeah, Reese TV and Don's Vlogs. Make sure you tune in to them. Uh, big thanks to you, Danny. We'll be back next week after the Grimsby game, probably for the last podcast uh, podcast for, for a couple of weeks. Uh, and then, yeah, hopefully we'll go again and come on you, Don's. Come on you, Wombles. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.